Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. everyone to be seated and we have one more announcement this Wednesday night before prayer from 6:30 to 7:30 we're going to be outdoors right outside the church and we're going to do a mini outreach in the community because it's good to worship it's good to pray in the church but there's a whole world out there and they're standing right outside the doors and people don't always walk into a church some, the Bible says sometimes you got to go out and look for them. So every, everyone who's available, but if you have a heart for the lost to reach those who don't know Jesus, we want to invite you to come Wednesday from 6.30 to 7.30. We're going to give out water. We're going to pray for people. So that's Wednesday night at 6.30. So I'm going to invite my wife Norma to come up, and she's going to do the scripture reading and pray. God bless you all. Look in your Bibles, 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 16 through 19. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. And the word of the Lord says, Because it is written, Be you holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without respect of persons, judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain conservation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, and without spot. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that your word today, Lord, would take root inside our hearts, Lord. I pray, Father, that we would listen. Lord, it doesn't matter the numbers that are here, Lord, because you say in your word that where two or three are gathered in your name, you would be here, Lord. So we believe that you are here with us today, Lord. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that as your word takes root, Lord, it would grow and give abundantly lord to those around us in jesus name we pray amen I'm going to be continuing Pastor George's series today on the names of God. And the name that I want to use today is Jesus as the morning star or the star of the morning or the bright morning star. In, um, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, it says, And we have the word of the prophets made more certain. 
and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. That morning star is Jesus. What is the morning star? The morning star is the first light that comes out early in the morning while it's still dark. And scientists today have told us that it's the planet Venus because it's brighter than all the other stars. And it comes out when it's still dark. And it's a picture of Jesus. Because in the middle of the darkness, when you're in a dark place in your life, the morning star comes out, begins to give you light, and begins to point to the morning. The morning in the Bible speaks of a new day, a new season. It speaks of the Lord showing up in your life and making all things new. The Lord is going to come and He's going to change everything. See, he's not interested in just fixing up the mess in your life. But he wants to make all things new. It's a new day. It's a new morning when you worship God. It's not about God just trying to fix stuff up in your life. But God wants to totally transform everything in your life. He wants to transform your emotions. He wants to transform your relationships. He wants to transform your finances. Everything about you. There's a new day coming. If you're walking in darkness today, if you can't see ahead, you don't know which way your life is headed, or you're in a season of depression, or you're at a time of lacking what you need, and it seems like you're wandering in darkness, or you're in depression, Whatever that darkness means to you, if you'll just look up, you'll see Jesus as the bright morning star. There's light in your darkness today. In the middle of your circumstance, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your broken relationship, in the middle of your depression, there's a God that shines brighter. He's Jesus, the bright morning star. And he's bringing a brand new day. Morning is coming. The light is coming, but you've got to see it. You've got to take hold of it by faith. If you're a Christian, there's no reason for you not to be walking in victory. But you've got to take hold of Jesus. Jesus is there. He's shining brighter than your problems. He's brighter than your depression. He's greater than your poverty. He's greater than the abuse you're suffering. Whatever you're going through right now, Jesus shines brighter. And he's waiting for you. His arms are open and he's calling you because he wants to totally wreck you. He wants to transform your life. And I'm going to ask Eric to come up. You see, sometimes I don't explain, I don't explain things too well. So sometimes I need help. So Eric is going to come up and he's going to shed a little more light on what I'm saying. Yeah, praise the Lord. God is good, right? God is good. God bless everybody, yo. I'm going to miss you guys. I'm leaving for two weeks to Florida tomorrow, so keep me in prayer, right? Yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, every day is new. You know, every day is new. God is a good God. He loves us. He's kind, compassionate, slow to anger, quick to forgive. So we don't got no excuses, right? 
So, brother, if you want to play the beat, the name of the song is called Ashland Drive. I wrote it for, like, my peoples in Florida, right? And because um, I figured that's the best way to um, communicate with them because I grew up with these cats rhyming and everything. So it's a really, it's a personal song. So there's certain things that you won't understand because only the people that were there would understand. But it's also general enough that you guys could perhaps get something from it. So whenever you're ready, <clears throat> I just wrote it too. So praise God for it. He gave me the words, you know. Praise God. Check it out. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I do sit and reminisce. I wish I could turn back the hands of time. Since I can't, I guess I journey back in this rhyme. Ride with me to 95 on Ashland Drive. The scene is wild teens outside getting high. When we first started to rhyme on the corner, drinking quartz, freestyling for sport, smoking BDs and ports. Yo, I remember that store. We boosted CDs galore. Then we lamped at Teresa's pad to study the score. In retrospect, I laughed, though I remember our wars. They weren't funny. At all, we were so lost, y'all. I probably should have died that night at Ryan's house. How was I still alive, and why am I here now? I continue out and out, but felt there had to be more. I began seeking wisdom in books of all sorts. The good old days, why miss the good old days? My past is past, memories fade away. Some went early to their graves, but some I simply parted ways. To where my heart they stay, till again we embrace the good old days. Why miss the good old days? I have my share of regrets, nevertheless, I wouldn't trade one day. Cause they made me the man I am today Friends come, go and change, but God's love remains I remember cutting class more times than I went And I remember going to church sometimes straight bent We had Pastor Rob bugging in the back, honey hunting But that was only Wednesdays, it was something to do Mad Young running with guns, catching wreck with the crew There wasn't nothing you could tell me Rude attitude, typical troubled youth At Riggs is where I learned how to twist L's to burn Besides that, writing raps was my only concern Also loving the ladies, I never settled for one I just hit and I slid right on to the next one And I wasn't a good son, I made my mama cry But back then, I didn't care, it was a high school high And all I did was get high I worked at Papa John's, taking orders and such But through a few, I was touched Cause most judge when they speak, so few speak with their love The good old days, why well, miss the good old days My past is past, memories fade away Somewhere early to their graves, but some I simply parted way Though in my heart they stay, till again we embrace the good old days, why well, miss the good old days? I have my share of regrets. Nevertheless, I wouldn't trade one day, cause they made me the man I am today. God's love remains. It was March 21st, 11 some odd years ago. When all those seeds that were sown, God chose to make grow. Still, that road is narrow, so I slid off the path, mostly because of my pride. I fell with a crash, but I would never be the same, no matter how hard I tried. Had a smile on my face, you could see the pain in my eyes. Trying to be happy, I grew more melancholy. Trying to seem wise, I clutched that folly. I know the principles of kindness, the ways of the wicked, the forgiveness of the Lord, His grace without limit. There is absolutely nothing I could do to deserve it. So I'm offering a song, my token of worship to the God who saves. He's kind to all He's made, and He's patient, waiting, saying, Turn from your ways. The gospel is good news, indeed, my past is past, but I dream of better days. Check it, yo, the good old days, well, I miss the good old days My past is past, memories fade away Some went early to their graves, but some I simply parted ways Though in my heart they stay, till again we embrace The good old days, well, I miss the good old days I have my share of regrets, nevertheless I wouldn't trade one day Cause they made me the man I am today Friends come, go and change, but God's love remains Yeah, and that remains for you Yeah, his love remains for you Yes, his love remains for you. 
and it remains, remains for me too. God bless you. Oh man, he rocked this party like an old school jam today. I just want to read you a story that I found on the internet about a London businessman named Lindsay Clegg. And he told the story of a warehouse property he was selling. The building had been empty for months and needed repairs. Vandals had damaged the doors, smashed the windows, and thrown trash around the store. As he showed a prospective buyer the property, Clegg took pains to say that he would replace the broken windows, bring in a crew to correct any damage, and clean out the garbage. Forget about the repairs, the buyer said. When I buy this place, I'm going to build something completely different. I don't want the building. I want the site. And, and that's what your relationship with God is all about. See, God doesn't want to take your old life and all the shame, and all the hurt, and all the rejection, and all the failure, and all the sin, and just put a Band-Aid on it, just clean it up a little, just fix it up. He doesn't want to just take your life and make it look pretty. But see, what was going to happen with this warehouse? A wrecking ball was going to come and knock it all down, because it was useless. And, and the owner was going to come and rebuild so there was no need to clean it up. There was no need to paint that warehouse. Well, it's the same thing with God. When you come to God, He doesn't want to just make you look pretty, take all your failure and your shame and make you feel a little better. But see, He's the bright morning star. The bright morning star points to all things being new. So what God wants to do in your life is take the wrecking ball. And he's ready. he wants to destroy your past. He wants to knock down the shame. Everything about you that you hate. All the self-rejection, the self-hatred. God wants to take the wrecking ball and he's going to knock it all down. All the failure, all the rejection. All the sins you've ever committed. Everything about you that you think is unlovable. Everything in your life that you try to push down or hide and think if people really knew you, they wouldn't accept you. God, God doesn't just want to change you. He wants to wreck you. He's got that wrecking ball and he's destroying the past because everything is being made new in your life. You've got to open your heart to God and let him do whatever he wants. It's not the same old junk anymore when you've got God. But everything becomes new. Your relationships become new. Your marriage becomes new. Your emotions. I've dealt with so many Christians in the past who deal with rejection and depression and self-hatred. Some of you might, many of you are sitting here right now and you don't like yourself. Or you have shame in your heart. You're embarrassed about who you are or what you've done. God doesn't want to paint it over. He wants to wreck it. There's newness for you. 
I, I just want to read this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. See, that's what being a Christian is all about. That's why I always say there's nothing more boring than religion. Just the same old stuff put into a nice package with a ribbon on it. Just pretend everything's okay. But being a Christian means that all things are made new in you. You're a new creation. You're not the person who you were. Your shame is gone. Your past is wiped away. Every sin, every failure, all the rejection, it's gone. I don't care what you've done, it's gone. It passed away. You don't have to walk around anymore with your head held down. See, there might be nothing more boring than religion, but there's nothing more exciting than God. I've never found anything more exciting, and I've tried it all. You know why? Because with God, all things are new. Everything's an adventure. You don't know where God's going to take you. But you got to let him do it. you got to lay it all down and say, God, whatever you want to do in me, whatever you want to wreck, whatever you want to take away, whenever God wants to remove something from your life, it's for your own good. God doesn't, doesn't have these rules or laws just because he wants to hurt you, but he wants to protect you. He wants to save you. And the newness of God, the very glory and the heart, the presence of God is available to you. He's living inside of you. And everything, everything in your life begins again when you get to know Jesus. But you got to know him. You got to press into him. It's not enough just to come to church on a Sunday and it's not going to change you. It's about pressing into God one-on-one, -on -one, coming into his presence, opening up your heart and say, God, I'm available. Take away everything you have to take away in me. I want you to turn in your Bible, if you have one, to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. If, if you came here today and there's darkness surrounding you, there's rejection, there's lack in your life, there's rejection in your life. If there's pain and there's shame, you don't have to leave here with it today. Because there's a giant wrecking ball from heaven 
And if you'll just open your life, God is going to pull it out. And he's going to fill you with his glory, with his purposes, with his plans. So if you turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 7. It tells us about the glory of God. It tells us that every one of us is a carrier of the glory of God. But we're what's called earthen vessels or vessels of clay. See, God didn't make us out of iron or steel. He made us breakable. He made us vulnerable. He made us just ordinary people. And the reason that he did it is so that Otherwise, we would take all the credit for everything we do. But God made, made us vulnerable. He made us out of ordinary clay. God just uses plain, ordinary people. Because otherwise, the, the people will steal his glory. So God calls us to carry his glory. The glory means the manifest presence of God so that everywhere you go, you release God. You release the healing power of God. You you release the very essence of God everywhere that you go because he's living inside of you. And, And that's a treasure that you have. If you're a Christian, then you are a temple. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you And he doesn't only stay here in church, but everywhere that you go, you carry him around. And he's available. And and he's there to work on your behalf. So verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. So the first thing it tells us, that many of us are hard-pressed. How many of you today are hard-pressed? How many of you, you're sitting here today, and, and you've got the enemy pressing on you? You've got your problems pressing on you. You've got financial problems that are pressing. Some of you are sitting here, and you're feeling the pressure. <laughs> well, there's a purpose in it. And, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We are see, we're pressed on every side, but not crushed. You know what that means? Whatever the enemy's doing in your life right now, he cannot destroy you. He cannot crush you. He can't break you down. It doesn't matter what you're going through today. It doesn't matter how difficult the situation. <coughs> God is not going to allow you to be destroyed. God will not allow you to be crushed. (coughs) Perplexed, but not in despair. You know what it means, perplexed? I can't understand what's going on in my life. Anyone else here beside me, I can't figure this all out. Why does all these things keep happening again and again? 
Why do bad things happen to good people? Why is it every time I move ahead, something happens? Perplexed. I can't figure it out. Any, anyone else, you're saying, I'm perplexed today. I don't know why all this stuff has happened in my life. Well, the Bible says we're perplexed. I can't figure it out. I can't understand it, but I'm not in despair because I don't have to understand it. Because there's a God that knows all things. There's a God up in heaven, and I'm not in despair. It doesn't matter what I'm going through today. It doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter how I can't figure it all out because I trust in God. And he's greater than the problem. So I'm not in despair. I'm not worried today. I will not fear. Because there's a bright morning star. And it's pointing to things becoming new in my life. And he was going to do the same thing for you if you could see him. Verse 9, persecuted, not abandoned. Many of you maybe have been persecuted for your faith, especially young people. People know you're a Christian now. You know what used to happen when I used to, I used to be a teacher for many years? And you know what happened after I became a Christian? People would have parties and they wouldn't invite me anymore. People didn't want to talk around me. People would laugh that I was a Christian. You're going to be, if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to be persecuted. I'm telling you right now, if you stand up for your faith, see, you won't be persecuted in here. But when you get out in the world, people are going to laugh at you. They're going to mock you. They're going to say you're wasting your time. You're throwing your life away when you could be having fun. You're going to be persecuted. I, I don't know if anyone ever fooled you, told you the wrong thing, that if you get become a Christian and everyone's going to love you and everything's going to go great in your life. But I'll tell you right now, there's people who are not going to like you. They're not going to, there's people not going to want to hang around you anymore. Say, oh, now you think you're too good for me. See, you're persecuted, but you're not abandoned. Because even if all your friends walk away from you, I've seen families split up because someone got saved. I, I was watching last night a documentary about a gospel singer named Dottie Rambo. And when she was 12 years old, she got saved, and her father kicked her out of the house on her own at 12 years old, put her on a train all by herself with nowhere to go. But she wasn't abandoned by God, and she became one of the greatest songwriters in gospel history. Because no matter who abandons you, no matter who doesn't like you, no matter who rejects you, God will not abandon you. <clears throat> struck down, but not destroyed. I, I got to admit, I've been struck down many times in my life. 
How, how many of you could say, I've been struck down. I love God. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. But circumstances came. Things happened. And it's just I ended up struck down. Things happen in life. Sometimes the blows of the enemy land on you. I don't like to sugarcoat being a Christian. You can, you can watch some of the Christian TV and they make it sound like you just get saved and God wants you to be rich and everything's going to go wonderful with you. I'll, I'll tell you right now, as a Christian, I've been struck down. I've gone through horrible circumstances, ended up off my feet. But I was struck down but never destroyed. I testify right now that God is good. That God has been greater than any enemy. And I'm just going to ask Toyin to come up right now because she's going to testify also. Because Toyin has been through the darkness and she's seen Jesus as the morning star. Yeah, um, okay. Um, I've been a Christian for, well, almost all my life, but yeah, I can testify to what Pastor Gary is saying. Um, I indeed ha um, have been struck down, like, for quite a number of years. Somehow I found myself not so much um, trusting God anymore. I felt I had done stuff that God didn't like, and so He didn't like me. And that made me feel, it just, I, I, I just basically began to feel so different about myself. I began to, I felt I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough. I, everything was just um, wrong as far as I was concerned. I just felt my, my life um, financially, everything seemed to be crashing. Everything just went wrong since... Um, I had pressures everywhere. I was really depressed for a long time. And it's basically, I, I kind of, um, the analogy I used to describe my life back then is like maybe when it's dark, like you see shadows and things looming and they look so big. And then when the light comes in, you're like, oh, it's just a bottle. But when it was dark, you were scared. It looked like a monster. So definitely monsters do appear when it's dark. But then I just want to thank God, like in my life, I... During that time, my dad got diagnosed with cancer, and so that added to the depression. And um, I just thank God I began, um, God just, let me just say, Jesus stepped in because I, I, I thought I was too far gone for him to save me. But he stepped in and let me see him and let me see myself the way he saw me. And then gradually things began to change. Things began to get new, like... I, I, I can testify that God has supplied all my needs, definitely. I wouldn't say he supplied all my wants, but everything I needed, he gave me. And I thank God for that. And I thank God that while I'm standing here and I'm talking, I couldn't do that before. I couldn't talk in front of more than one person. But I just thank God, like, things are changing in my life, and I thank God for that because his light came in and basically made me see all those monsters I saw in my life. We're not, we're not really monsters anymore. And I just thank God that. With God's light, like he sh you see things in a new light. You see yourself in a new way. And you see 
who you really are. And when, with all the persecutions and everything coming, you actually see them for what they are. And those things will only make you stronger if you hold on to God. It's when you don't hold on to Him, you don't have that light, that then those things are so big and overwhelming, and you might not push through. But with God, what, it's just only going to make you stronger. Amen. I'm going to go down to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10. It says, We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Down to verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. In other words, there's a purpose in, in the difficulties you're going through. You might not realize it, but some of the trials, the difficulties, the tribulations you're going through, it's not an accident because God is allowing it because he's doing something in you. It, the Bible says that the death of Jesus is working in you. In other words, Jesus' death on the cross is killing everything in you that doesn't look like God. All the depression, all the sin. All the unhappiness, the lack of joy, the fear. When you go through trials, even though you don't feel like it, you say, I'm going through a hard circumstance. I'm going through a difficulty right now. But there's purpose in it because the cross is working in you. It's tearing out every root of bitterness and anger in you if you let him do it. The death of Jesus is working to kill everything in you that's ungodly. Everything that'll pull you down. Everything that'll keep you from your destiny. Everything that'll rob your joy and steal your happiness. All the things of the past. When you go through hard times and difficulties and tribulations and trials, the death of Jesus begins to work, and, and there's purpose. It, it said that your momentary troubles, because compared to the weight of all eternity, the things you're going through is like just a second, but there's purpose in it, because God is doing stuff in you. Let him do it. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. He, he wants you to be filled with joy and peace. But first, he got to get all that junk of the past. He got to tear it out. He's got to kill it in you. See, outwardly we are wasting away. As long as you're living on the earth, science tells us that every day we're getting older. We're wasting away a little more. The money maybe is disappearing. The car is getting older. The windshield wipers don't work anymore. Whatever it is for you, things are wasting away on the outside. But inwardly, inside of you, God is doing a work day by day. 
He's renewing you. He's bringing life in you. He's giving you the peace that you never had. He's taken away that depression, that self-rejection. The church is filled with people who don't like themselves. I bet if I could talk to every one of you, 90% of you would tell me that you don't really like yourself. Or you don't think that God is pleased with you. I'd say over 90% of Christians think God is angry at them. Or displeased with them and they're unhappy with themselves. In the church is many eating disorders and depression. Self-hatred. People hate the way they look. God's got to kill that in you. He's tearing it out. Day by day, he's renewing that. He's making all things new in your life. Would you let him have that? Would you let him take it out? So verse 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. In other words, when you're going through your trial, your difficulty, when you're going through that hard situation, don't look at what you see. Don't look at the problem. Don't look at your bank account. Don't stare at the bills. But look at what is unseen. There's a spiritual realm. And there's a God who's ready to work on your behalf. He's ready to rescue you. He's ready to save you. We've got to get our eyes off of the problem. That's what Jessie was saying today when she came up. She said, here we have the opportunity to worship God. See, when you worship, you just feel all that heaviness begin to melt off of you. You just feel the depression begin to lift. But instead, we'll just sit in our seats and, and, the, and take all that junk back out with us. I don't want that anymore. I don't care what God got to do in me. I don't care what I got to go through. But I'm, I, I don't want to leave church with the same mess that I came in with. Because he's the bright and morning star. He makes all things new. There's a new morning. There's a new day. So I'm going to ask for the worship team to come, to come up. I'm going to read one last scripture. Isaiah 43, verses 19 to 20. I want you to listen to this because this is a prophetic word for you. This is a word that God told me to read today for the people sitting here. It says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert. How many of you are in a desert situation? You're in dryness and lack and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. Maybe some of you are living in the wasteland today. You feel like you wasted a lot of your life. You feel dry and empty. Well, God is saying he's coming down from heaven and there's going to be streams of water there's refreshing from heaven coming. There's joy from heaven coming. And he's saying, behold, I'm doing a new thing if you can see it. 
We're going to do a song right now called Star of the Morning. I don't know the name of it, but anyway, that's the, some of the, the first verse. It says, Star of the Morning. I'm just going to ask you to do a prophetic act right now. If you're saying, if you're willing to receive this word from the Lord, saying all things are new in your life, the, the old is gone, the past is gone, the depression's gone, the financial poverty, the lack, the inability to pay your bills, the broken relationship, we're going to call it gone on a new season. God is doing a new thing. If that's you, by faith, I'm going to ask you just to stand up here with me and worship. We're not going to ask you to say anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to testify. But if you're willing by faith to say, I'm, I'm going to stand up here in the middle of my problem, in the middle of my situation, in the middle of my depression, in the middle of the darkness, God, I'm going to worship you and I'm going to receive the new things. There's new things for you. The new things from heaven. God is changing everything. Your failures are gone. The past is over. It's over. It's over. You messed up. It's over. Let's just worship the Lord with the worship team and just receive the new, the new season in your life. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.